1: Attention, type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other Attention, type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors
3: prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision and more. In many areas, plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1-800-521-7617.
4: One of 700 radio show hosts included in the book, Radio Wants You, an intimate portrait of 700 radio shows that welcome guests. What a loser. And this is Interviews from the Past and Present, now available on JiggyJagwire.com.
0: I was really surprised about that. Well,
5: uh, gentlemen, go ahead and give us a little introduction on yourself and tell us why you're on the program today. Well, yeah, I just. Uh,
6: we, my name is Andrew Weir and my colleague Nicholas Plaki is on too, and we are from the Balvenie uh, Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, which is one of the last remaining family-owned, uh, hand-crafted Scotch Whiskey distilleries in Scotland. And we're here to talk about a roadshow around the U.S. in a handmade car, uh, celebrating and discovering unique and rare crafts uh, around the country. Now,
5: uh, tell us about the highlights of this, this roadshow. I'd say definitely the highlights for us have been
7: the the craftspeople that we've actually visited along the way. What we've had today is we've we've created a dedicated website, uh, www.zbalveni.com forward slash roadshow, where we've been inviting people in the United States to basically submit a craftsman, submit somebody that they know uh, who makes something by hand. And Andrew and myself have, have been driving around right across the USA, uh, trying to visit as many of these craftspeople as possible, from people that hand-make uh, shoes, handmade make cowboy boots, hand-make suits, hand make chocolate, handmade cheese, handmade make guitars. You name it, we've tried to visit as many of these people as possible. And it's really been the people telling their story that's, that's got me definitely excited.
5: Now, uh, you guys have passed through a lot of the states. Tell us about your trip through Kansas. Well, actually, it was
7: myself that went to the Kansas, and that was quite a drive, let me tell you. Uh, we actually, we went to to Omaha, Nebraska, then went to the Kansas, Kansas City, and then went right down to, to St. Louis. And, and we you know, tried to see as many people as possible, but really, uh, for, for for Kansas, we're, we're still really looking for people to nominate uh, for next year because myself and Andrew will be continuing on uh, right through to 2012. So, we're, again, we're really urging people in Kansas to go on and, and make sure that we can come back and, and see more craft
5: people within their way. Now, uh, this, this this is a great little event. Tell us a little bit about some more of the, uh, some more of the inspirational stories you've seen on the road.
6: Well, you know, it's funny. I, I met a guy, I was in Boston last week and uh, I met a guy there called Matt Rogers who, at 13 years old, was standing in a guitar shop in New York. He was a, a musician and he stood in the guitar shop and he thought one of these days I would love to, you know, in a band, have my own guitar, and he was standing next to a a bass player from a relatively famous band, and the bass player was purchasing a bass guitar and it was more than $10,000 dollars, and this kid sat there and said, how can I ever, you know, buy a $10,000 bass guitar? And he decided that he would actually make one. So he had very supportive parents who didn't mind them working with heavy machinery at 13 years old. He literally made, a bass guitar, and I held it last week in his workshop in Boston. And since then, he's made hundreds, if not thousands, of bass guitars for musicians all over the world. And his company's called Wall Pusher. And this is a guy who basically said he would do it and did it and has now made a living out of it. And he makes guitars from any kind of wood he can find. Uh, Any pieces of wood he sees lying by someone's front yard, he grabs it and says, can I take this? And he sands it down and glues every piece together. And it's just that that spirit of, I'm going to build something, and someone's going to own it, and they're going to take great pride in it. And there's there's lots and lots of people around the country that share that vision and share that passion that we've met.
5: Well, tell
7: us about some more of the uh, some more of these inspirational road stories, my friends. I remember one guy in particular in Dallas, for, believe it or not, I actually am at the moment, and his name Danny Caminis, and Danny was a very, very uh, successful executive, making probably a high six-figure salary, and he just decided. He, he, he told me the story that he was looking at these budget report papers and things that he was producing and just thought, I can't believe that my life's work is probably going to be red once and then end up in a landfill somewhere. So he decided to give it all up, hand in, you know, give up the fancy uh, car and and the lifestyle that he was living. And with a very supportive life, he basically started hand-making furniture, which is what he was really passionate about. And don't get me wrong, he, he still makes a living out of it. I'm sure it's not the lucrative living that he used to have. But for him, it was a trade-off of still having so much pride and passion. And and every piece of uh, furniture that he created was inspired by someone in his life. So every piece of furniture would represent either his brother or a moment, you know, some, some kind of memory that he'd had with a friend. And I just thought that was a beautiful story. And really kind of inspiring for me to see that somebody could just change their life around you know, in the early 40s and just say this is what I want to be and this is what I want to be remembered by. Well,
5: uh, tell us about the reason that we need to preserve the craftsmanship. Well, you know, this whole
6: tour came about uh, over a couple of whiskeys, I might add. Um, and we thought, you know, if our whiskey company produces whiskey the old way, the slow way, the, the hard way, and according to the traditional methods, because we believe in preserving quality and, and adhering to, to every step in the process as much as we can, then there must be people in America who share that spirit. And so that's how it came around. We, we got ourselves a handmade car, um, and we, we decided to drive it around America. And, and you know, I'm not, we're, not, we're not criticizing people who make things in a more automated fashion, but I believe that people who take the harder way, the harder path to making something, deserve to be celebrated. And that's what we're doing here. We're celebrating those people who, who take their time and who invest a considerable amount of time and, and money and, and energy into these projects. And it's about giving them a platform and, and taking their story to the consumer.
5: Well, uh, tell, tell us about how we can nominate someone to get involved in this. Well, We have a a dedicated website
7: where we really encourage our listeners to go on to b a l v e n i e. It's com forward slash roadshow. And you can follow myself and Andrew's journey. You can read about the other craft people that we've seen. You can see the craft people that we're going to see and what cities we're going to be in next. But more importantly, you can also submit a craftsman that you may know and you can basically tell us about that craftsman, we will reach out to them and contact them, and if they want to be part of our Balvenio ritual, we'll certainly include them in the website, and hopefully for are driving around, Andrew and I are going to try and see as many of these people as possible.
5: Well, uh, d- tell, tell us a little bit more about uh, the, the process and uh, why you guys decided to go on this tour.
6: Well, our whisky, as we said, is is made kind of in the traditional uh, fashion. And so we actually still grow our own barley. Um, So for us, it starts in a field with a farmer farming barley. No other distillery, 100 distilleries in Scotland, and no other distillery can say that. Uh, Then we have a four maltings, which is the process of germinating the barley. You have to lie it out, an incredibly patient process. Soak it in water, lie it out, turn it. We have four guys who are turning that barley uh, all day to make sure that it germinates evenly. And then we have a coppersmith, Dennis McBain, he's been with us for 53 years making sure that the stills that we distill our scotch whisky in are in perfect condition. And then a cooperage, all those barrels, as most of them come from America, which we obviously want to thank the Americans for. Uh, Once they've held bourbon, they typically go to Scotland and hold scotch. We have our own coopers, guys who are taking those barrels apart, rebuilding them, filling them, making sure that they're in perfect condition to mature whisky. And then the last guy, David Stewart, our malt master, has been with us 49 years. He'll celebrate 50 years next year. And he's the guy who selects every cask for every batch of, of Balvenie. So from barley to bottle, it truly is a whiskey that has had a lot of human beings involved in ensuring quality. And so that's the inspiration for the road show. And that's why we want to go and, and find people who share that passion.
5: Well, it uh, sounds like, sounds like a, a great little trip. Tell us about some of the unique gift ideas from uh, exceptional artisans you guys encountered on the road trip.
7: I think there's been a multitude of different uh, gifting ideas, depending on the size of the purses, purse and uh, from stained glass windows uh, in, in, in San Francisco, and also Point Reyes Cheese, for people who want to get handmade cheese, uh, in Denver, we visited a, a chocolate therapist, a great, fantastic woman called Julie Page, who hand-makes chocolates, all completely natural and organic, right through to, to Collins' guitars, and the hand-making, hand-crafting guitars, so there's been a multitude of different people. Uh, again, I would encourage people to go onto our website. We still have a full list of all the artisans that we've been to see, all to, uh, the craftspeople that we've visited throughout, throughout this, uh, this year at the show. so you can actually look and then follow through to their websites and, and have a look at some of the things that people still make by hand right here in the United States.
5: Well, uh, give us the website one more time where people can check you
6: guys out. The website is com slash roadshow. com slash roadshow.
5: Well, I appreciate it, gentlemen. Thanks for doing this today. Thanks for having us on, Thanks Thanks a lot, sir. Well, uh, have, have yourself a good one. We'll talk to you soon.
4: Thanks a lot. Take care. Thank There's something very, very wrong with us. I feel like such an idiot. Quite right. So you should. We're mutants. Oh, ungratefully. Eh? <laughs> Find out more at jiggyjagwire.com.
1: Attention, type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other Attention, type two diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors for type two diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, and other inhibitors for type two diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other
3: prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more, included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1-800-521-7617 team
4: there's something very very wrong with us i feel like such an idiot quite right so you should we're mutants oh ungratefully find out more at JiggyJagwire.com.
5: you have going september 26 big man well that's my birthday and guess what my fiance got me Uh Uh-oh. Where, 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 are you, are you going to Vegas? Are you going to Chicago? Uh, no, I'm going to Monday Night Raw in Kansas City, Missouri. (laughs) Holy shit. Second, no, get this, second row ringside. That's incredible. Second row. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I about fucking shit my pants. That's fabulous, dude. That's fabulous. Uh, you know, we've all been to them events, but I've never been to a Raw show. Have you? I I went to the one in Wichita, and it's it's kind of a unique <laughs> experience. <laughs> I will have to say, it's a, it's a unique experience, man. And uh, now that they got both SmackDown and Raw on the same show, it it, it should be fun. Oh, well, I hope so. It, sh- it should be a blast. Well, I'll have, I'll have to tell well, the old. A- i have to tell the old Yeti you're going to uh, to Raw and see what he says. Oh yeah, and he'll, he'll well be in second row. There should be a good chance you'll see me on TV. <laughs> That'll really piss him off. <laughs> I'll have myself a big old fucking. I need to make a big old flag or a big old sign that says "Hi, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And then on the bottom, it's gonna say, "What have you done for me?" <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, see. I've been to, a, I've been to a Nitro. I've been to a Thunder, WCW Thunder Nitro, and I've been to a SmackDown, but I've never been to Raw. Yeah. Well it it, 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 it should be it should be interesting. It it should be fun for you, man. So any any updates on any updates on the Texas shootout? (laughs) (laughs) I I know I know know he's gonna ask me next time I talk to him, he's gonna say, What's Burke doing at the Texas shootout? Huh? That's some a bitch. Did you read my comments I left it. Yes, and he read them too. And he was he was kind of fired up. He just shook his head. <laughs> oh, I know. That's why I wrote him like that. Hey, he's he's training for UFC with old Marcus Ball and A Train. He was telling me he's like you know Marcus Ball is for real. Burke has met Marcus Ball. Okay, he knows he's real. I never met that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I've met Mike Edwards. I've never met Marcus Ball. <laughs> uh, Who's oh, ta- that fucking guy? <laughs> then I was telling a, uh, I was telling old Chris about uh all, all the different things you've been up to, and he's got a bet going with me now that you have to show up three times. To see me in Hutchinson, and that it's not going to happen, and that if if uh, if you don't show up three times in Hutchinson, he's going to win ten dollars. <laughs> he tells me, he goes, he's not going to show up in Hutchinson because I've lived here for a long time and I've never seen the guy. Really? Because I was at the state fair Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Where the hell was he at? <laughs> uh. <laughs> telling to look, telling to look on my uh, Facebook. Shit, um, a girlfriend of ours uh, didn't want to go to school in the game. Gave us free tickets, so we used them just to get in the fair. And we sit there and even watched a little bit of their show. A little bit, of, <laughs> a little bit of celebration was going on, my friend. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he was he was talking about how. Uh, Oh, oh, you're never in Hutchinson, and he never sees you, and all this stuff. <laughs> Dude, we go to Hutch every weekend to go grocery shopping. Where the hell is he? At? Hmm. I never see him because he can't afford to even drive to the mall. That costs too much money. Oh my god! You know? What I'm oh my god! That's bitch. Well, just wait till McDrawthrees opens. He'll be seeing me a whole lot. He might just plan on living on that couch. Because he ain't going to show up where the superstar that at. The superstar's in the building. <laughs> oh, yeah. You. Well, he was. He, he, oh, I back was in I, that's another thing I wanted to talk to you about. I was going through uh, some uh, some pictures the other night. He wanted to see some pictures of you from the gym. And I was showing him, and he's like, those are five years old. That's not, Berka. Those are made up. Those weren't made out <laughs> <laughs> said. He said, that's not you. Those are 10-year-old pictures. He said, you're not in the gym. They were how old? 10 or 12 years old, he said. No, they aren't. Just look at the damn, they were just taken four months ago, jump bastard. <laughs> and I'm back in the gym now. Then he was talking I'm about... I'm back training harder than I was. Then he was talking about, he was wanting. To, he, he said that uh, all your other failures, he says, you know, the guy says he's going to go to Chicago, and he doesn't go. He says he's going to go to New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. and He never goes. He's not going anywhere. He's not even going to leave Little River. Man, he's just... Uh Shit, yeah, is he kind of like a schizophrenic, or what the hell's wrong with that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> like oh, dude, I feel bad for you being in Hutch, brother. Is he around you all the time? Uh, every, every, every once in a while, but uh, he's, he's he's too busy watching football and, and and hanging out and getting it in and all that, so I hardly ever see him. Well, I was about to say, after you said you were... Uh, uh, you know, had a gun pulled on you, he's probably scared of your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me... He wears that Baruch hat up there, brother. <laughs> it's off. <laughs> that Baruch hat, I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck happened, dude? You had this crazy crackhead come after you. <laughs> basically, basically what happened is we had some black guys over for the radio show last week. And as yeah. and, and they were getting ready to leave, and this crazy asshole throws an egg. And uh, he apparently was throwing it at me, but he's got bad aim, so he hits this van behind me. And then, oh, shit. And then we're like, what the fuck? So we come downstairs, and, uh, or we go back in the house, and we start getting, you know, microphones and stuff put away. And he comes to the doorstep. And he starts yelling and screaming about how he doesn't want any of these Wichita niggas in the building. And about how (laughs) the next time that they show up, he's got a 9mm with all our names on it. And we're just kind of standing there froze like, what the fuck is this shit about? (laughs) (laughs) So I really had no clue what the hell that was about. I still don't know what that's well, about. Well, dude, you're, you're an H Town, baby. You're in you're Big Bad City, USA. <laughs> <laughs> the further down the block, the better it got. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to download a Bad Street USA video for Chris because that, that looked about like his fucking crack house he lives in. Fucking <laughs> oh, like, made Michael Old buddy, buddy Jack Roberts might be wheeling his old ass around (laughs) oh my god well then he was was telling me about how Marcus Ball I guess a couple weeks ago went and seen the featured dancer down at Jezebel's and I was like I start making fun of Marcus Ball I start doing an impression of him I'm like Marcus Ball the fake MMA guy and all this stuff and he goes oh Birkin knows who Marcus Ball is he's met him before no, I haven't. I'm <laughs> like, who? <laughs> what the hell was the When did I ever meet that guy? Because supposedly, if I'd have met him, oh, I would have never forgot him, brother. He'd have popped me right in the face. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's big time, brother. He. He, he, he skipped right on through Beltor in Kansas City. He went straight to old fuck Dan White. And said, "Listen here, you short, sawed off, bald headed motherfucker, I, this this Wichita nigga is going to fight the octagon, motherfucker." <laughs> well, I told, I told him, I, I, I said, uh, I said, old Marcus Ball, the fake MMA guy, and he goes, "He's not a fake MMA guy." He's a real person. Burke has met him. Starts just going off about how you know who he is and all this stuff and, and I said, Well, I think Burke is gonna show up next time at Wichita on his front doorstep, knock on the door and go, Marcus Ball, where yet? And he's like, Oh do that. Do that and see what happens. <laughs> I don't want to give the kid a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's going to happen is he's going to have to jump off the couch while he, and stop jacking off with Cheetos. He's going to have orange hands and start yelling at me like a crazy sucker. <laughs> 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 that fucking loser. That son a bitch couldn't get laid if he fucking went to a Fucking Broadway in Wichita. They give him his five dollars back. Say go fuck yourself, fat bastard.
4: <laughs> oh my god!
5: <laughs> you know, and boy, you don't, you don't like it when you bring up the past. Me, me saving him from getting his ass kicked, does he? <laughs> well, that's another thing. I brought up uh, the other night. I bumped into Dutch over. Uh, we went to Chris's to watch to watch wrestling, and Dutch was over there, and. Uh, I was asking Dutch, I said, uh, uh, talk to your boy Alan Berker the other day. And he just kind of shakes his head. And he goes, what did he want? And I said, well, he was telling me a story about you being saved from some guy named Cowboy way back in the day. And he goes, Cowboy? Who the hell is Cowboy? He goes, Berker didn't need to save me from nothing. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, right. He's uh uh right. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember, Shit. I remember old cowboy. What what was uh oh old, old Chris was like, Cowboy, who's cowboy? no cowboy's motherfucker saved him for getting, hell, I saved him for getting his ass kicked three or four times. <laughs> Shit, I remember when he was crying one night. He was out there crying because some chick he uh, wouldn't go out with him to Chris called her a bitch. And he was trying to hit on her, so she got this man, his boyfriend is about six. Fuck, I don't know. He's like six, seven. He's a big, tall, lanky fucker. And I told Chris, I said, "Oh, this fucking like guy the bus. And the guy was sitting by her Chris goes, oh, man, don't, don't get him over here, man. He's right beside me. he going to kick your ass. I said, no, he's not. He's, he ain't going to do shit. <laughs> so. I'm like, I walked up there, Chris. I said, well, I'm going to go talk to him. And I ain't shitting you, dude, Chris. He's gone. I mean, I two steps and he was upstairs at McGraw's. I mean, he was gone. I didn't even know where the fuck he went. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll just take care of this. So I went ahead and told this guy. I was like, man, you need to fucking leave. He goes, I don't think so. Yes, sir. you him missing my man, Chris. You got, got to go, brother. He said, oh, I don't think so. So I got up in his shit. He left. And Then Chris laughed because he's afraid the guy was gonna wait in the parking lot, kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, uh, then I was then I was asking Chris about uh, all all the different stuff with this. Uh, this is a couple weeks ago when I was asking about that story you were telling me one time about that chick that he supposedly was dating over in South Hutch at the Quick Mart or whatever, and he's like, I never dated anybody like that. What is he
4: talking
5: about? He had no clue. (laughs) Really, because on her her birthday, she was a big fat gal with big titties, and we gave her a couple shots and passed out. Chris got mad. good thing. Thanks a lot, guys. You know what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> fuck you out of here. Fuck joint, brother. What the fuck, man? <laughs> well, shut up, you fucking retard. Oh He's a fucking God. retard. That son of a bitch. He wouldn't make it in the fucking Challenge Olympics, would he? That motherfucker. Well, he keeps calling me a wrestling manager. He keeps saying that... There's all sorts of stuff I'm doing, and I'm stoking the fire. And he goes, you're nothing but a wrestling manager. <laughs> well, why does he think I'm not going to Hutch? Dude, I was at the fair Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Where the hell was he at? Uh, He's probably feeding his face on a corn dog with his last five dollars, <laughs> that he bummed off his dying old man. Oh, my God. Poor Jesus. Master. Jesus. Did you remember when he butted take his poor poor dad? I bet his dad wants him to leave the fucking bed he can can't stand it. You know (laughs) it. If I had a son like that, if I had a son that was over thirty, never been laid, and lived on my fucking couch for the past thirty something years, I'd have kicked his fat ass out and been like, "Well, (laughs) get a job or fucking live in a cardboard box, you fucking loser." (laughs) (laughs) This is brutal today. Good lord. Ha ah, I'm in a good mood, brother. I just You know though, I mean all honesty dude. Fuck I had to go out and get a job, you had to go get a job. What what, why does Chris think he can't do nothing? You know? <laughs> what what makes him special Like old oh, Dutch you wanna call a wrestling manager, how about Dutch? Dutch has been Chris has been a wrestling manager to Dutch ever since I met the guy. Oh man, you got me Dutch. Oh, oh, oh man, you got me, you got me? He's DJ. He's going up. He ain't going places. No, he ain't. The only place he's going is from McGraw to his house, back to McGraw, And now he don't have a job, so he ain't going that far. He's going nowhere. He's no Hank the Mechanic. <laughs> you know it? <laughs> I love it. He's no Hank the Mechanic. <laughs> like I know Hank the Mechanic, personally, and he's no Hank the Mechanic. And he ain't no dangerous Dan Hicks. And he's not, you know, I mean, good lord. Teacher is Dan Hicks. <laughs> you remember old Dan Hicks? <laughs> yes, I remember Dan Hicks from back in the day. Oh, yeah, see, that's Scotty's brother. And they were all friends with old. Remember, old Hank's mechanic was Sad Henry. Yeah. At KSK2. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is, but when, when's McGraw's gonna reopen, man? I think that'd be cool to see that chick. I guess that uh, right now the chick that runs McGraw's has got some legal problems, and so she's trying to get those paid off before she can auction off the bar. So they're they're working on it. Um, I'm thinking probably here about a year or so. They're uh, I don't even think it's gonna take that long. I think they'll probably uh, I think they'll probably have it open before the end of the year. Oh, that'd be cool. But uh, yeah, cool. Well, I hope so, dude. All these bands that are coming through, shit. What's so though, Chris gonna try to be a bouncer out there? <laughs> <laughs> he might try to get Marcus Ball's job out there as a bouncer. Yeah, I'd like to see Chris try to throw me out of the bar one time. <laughs> he wouldn't do it again. <laughs> Oh, oh, maybe he can sit out in front of McGraw's with that crackhead son of a bitch, and, you know, spin off YouTube videos that don't make no sense so all me and my friends can laugh at him all the time. Well, it, The people that seen him on that YouTube were like, who is this fucking out of shape, fucking backstreet boy looking motherfucker with a <laughs> very oh fucking drunkard vest on? Oh my God. Well, I told him that you had some that uh, some of your pals were looking for him, and he was like, well, I'm right here. Come find me. Oh, shit. Ain't nobody going to come look for that fat bastard. He ain't even worth the fucking effort. Because <laughs> you were telling me last time we talked, there was a bunch of your buddies that were looking for him, and I said, well, I said, uh, there's some people looking for you because you were talking crap on Burke, and he's like, Come find me, I'm right here. Oh Jesus Christ, that guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> 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 that son of a That's <laughs> like. Well, oh, they did. They're like, man. Yeah, he well, was. hell, I mean, he's he's nobody. He's a nobody. Brother. He's a nobody. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm gonna refer to him as. Hell, I don't even know why we talk about him. He's a nobody. He's never gonna go anywhere. Bye. buy. nobody. I love it. He can't even fucking run a fucking lemonade stand, fucking loser. Oh my god. He'd have to count change and he'd have to go get a calculator. Hell, somebody gave me a dollar and it's fifty cents a cup. What do I give him back? Mm, I don't know. Oh no, brother. <laughs> I didn't see any of his award. You know, we went through the uh, exhibit building there. I didn't see any of his award-winning paintings up there anywhere. Did you, Do you know about that? <laughs> no, I didn't know anything about that. Well, I didn't know. I figured maybe he had some award-winning fucking Spider-Man paintings up there, but I didn't see another one of them. <laughs> oh my them, so. god! Oh my god! <laughs> a Spider Man well. painting. It's great. Oh come on, Dougie. you know how he is, man. He's great. <laughs> well, he always calls. Guy, he always guy. calls me a wrestling manager. He's always talking about how I'm always trying to get stuff stirred up and all sorts of bullshit. Well, the thing about it is, hell... <laughs> Yeah, getting things stirred up, shit. All it is, is just shit-talking. Hell, there ain't nothing going to happen. Hell, he's going to hate me for the rest of his life, and I'm just going to make fun of him for the rest of his So <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, I mean, that's all it is. And you know what the thing about it is? All it boils down to the whole time is that the guy wouldn't go out and do stuff, and he's just very negative. And like we talked about, you know, how how do you run around with somebody that's that negative, man? I mean, it's really sad. It is. I mean, you get around him and five minutes later, you're like, five minutes later, you're like, good Lord, my life is really good. (laughs) 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 Shit, if I could give him, hey, if I could give him a few thousand dollars and make his life better... I would, even though he hates me, I would. I'd do it for one reason, to show him that, you know what, no matter what he's done, no matter how pissed off he gets or hates my gut, I'd still give him some money just so he can quit being so damn pathetic and move on with his life and leave me alone. <laughs> That's all the man's got to do. Take his. you know, if I had a big chunk of money, I'd give it to him and just be like, hey, dude, go you know, do something, but do it the hell away from me in another state. <laughs> <laughs> you could help. You help him buy. I mean, you can help him buy Carl's barn, and get going out at Carl's bar all the time. Yeah, I never hung a Carl's bar, okay? <laughs> I ain't never seen nobody in there, and I didn't hang down there, at Carl's bar. <laughs> what was he talking about, man? What is he talking about, man? I don't think, you know, call more and O'Burkin knows Marcus Ball. And Marcus Ball's gonna take him out. You tell him, you wrestling manager, you wrestling manager, you tell him, O'Burkin ain't gone to Kansas City, O'Burkin don't have no second row team to WWE. Okay, not gonna happen. And if the theme on TV... It's really not him because all his pictures from twelve years ago, okay? When he run down there we're gone. There ain't nothing more coming out of that guy. It ain't nothing. Yeah. So he has a fake, he's a phony. he's a fucking jobber. That's all he's gonna be is a jobber, brother. He ain't gonna do nothing, he ain't gonna hold He came down the slider and ran me out of the the show. Well we will seen where that got us and ha 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 He ain't no superstar. Yeah, brother <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> You're just slaying him out of here. <laughs> You're just slaying him out of here. Good Lord! <laughs> you know, man, I tell you what, brother, I just got a different, different vibe in life, man. I'm just gonna start being a doer and not a, you know, my girl, my fiance said the same thing, dude. I'll admit it. She told me, she goes, you got to get out of this funk. She goes, you're going to start doing stuff that you said you're going to do, and you're going to do it. I said, okay, and that's why she bought me the wrestling ticket. She goes, we're going to go get you start traveling again, and you're going to start getting out, and you're going to start doing stuff, and we're going to get you back in the gym, and we're going to get you going, and that's what we're doing, brother. I'm just feeling good, man. I'm telling you, I'm feeling pretty damn positive, dog. Well, that's cool, brother. I'm glad things are going well for you. Well, she's gonna be leaving me here shortly. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. She don't. She don't know. Married life is really for me, and she don't know. But she's trying to, We're trying to get this worked out to where, you know, if we do end it, that we're ended on a positive note. And people ain't leaving all depressed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's what you got to do, brother. You I know? I hear you on that. What about what? What about you? And do you have any women now? Uh not right now. I got a lot of people trying to trying to get in there, but I'm just I'm I'm wanting to just kind of hang out. I don't want to rush into anything. Well, I tell you what, man. I've been reading your blogs. You're pretty damn. You, you know, I could tell on your, uh, you know, your status on Facebook, you're held a lot happier being in Hudson than you were in Salina. Fuck yeah, man! I'm enjoying the shit out of being over here. <laughs> well, I think you were burned out. You were burned out in Salina, man. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, I'd done all I could do there, man, and I just wanted to get the hell out, so I did. <laughs> we packed up. a yeah, of You know the sad part? Oh yeah, most of them they. You know, you went above and beyond for the show, and they just—you know—you never got much out of it, man. Yeah. You know. Well, it's just and, crazy. And so, what are they going to do? Are they going to move it to Hutch, or, or are they just done, or what's going on? Well, I'm probably gonna—I'm probably gonna keep doing all the stuff I was doing, the radio show, and all that. But I've got some people over here that uh, that are really interested in doing some some good shit and trying to get some stuff going and actually make some cash. So uh, we're gonna start working on that, and there's a there's a buddy of mine that's gonna bring in two short in November. to it at the sports arena. Oh shit! <laughs> so two, two shorts coming to town, baby. and <laughs> Hutch. In Hutch at the sports oh. arena. Dude, you're gonna have somebody fucking shot when that nigga comes. <laughs> Oh, fuck, man. I'm going to have to wear a bulletproof vest to down there, dog. I hear you on that. Why can't you bring in the Oakridge Boys or something? Did you go see Kenny Rogers on Sunday at the fair? Uh, no, was he free? No. Hell no, we were there, though. And he started at 4 o'clock and at 5 5.20 people were getting out of there. <laughs> well, you know you know as well as I do, Timmy goes, what's this all about? That was a pretty short concert. I said, he's Kenny Rogers. He ain't staying the night in Hutchinson, Kansas. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, Kenny Rogers don't stay at no Ramada Inn. <laughs> he's Kenny Rogers. <laughs> he's motherfucking Kenny Rogers, you're right. <laughs> well, you know it. He probably had a fucking bus or a limo waiting on him, and he went right back to Wichita and got the fuck out of here. Yeah. i guarantee it. Probably, he probably flew in right before the show and then told his kids or wife, well, yeah, I got to go to Redneckville, and I'm getting the fuck out of this place. <laughs> 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 what they call the fuck, Kansas, Kansas State Fair. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Christian went down there and watched that, uh, Hell, we watched the uh, fastest painter. There's only five of them in the whole U.S. And that guy that was in the paper, we watched him. Yeah, I seen him do, on uh, Monday. John I seen the other him, day. seen him on Monday when I went out to the fair. Yep. Yeah, only five of them in the world. Hell, Chris should have went over there and learned something from him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, hey, brother, I, uh, I'll i let you go for today, and uh, just give me a holler this next week, or if you're in town Saturday, and you get a moment, give me hey, a holler, man. Okay, yeah, I just pulled up to the gym, so I will uh, holler at you by the weekend, man. Definitely, man. Have a good workout. I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, boss. All right, boss. See you, boss. Later.
4: something very, very wrong with us. I feel like such an idiot. Quite right. So you should. We're mutants. Oh, ungratefully. Eh? <laughs> Find out more at JiggyJagwire.com.
1: Attention, type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other Attention, type two diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors for type two diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, and other inhibitors for type two diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other
3: prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1 800 521 7617. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
4: A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Chumba. That's right, chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.